It's Alum Group's Andrea Lay, Packview's Melissa Burdick, special guest Jackie Donowski from Flywheel, and I'm PVSB, also from Flywheel. Before we get to the CPG Guys episode you've downloaded, it's the week of May 13th, and it's time for the Fresh Four. Four curated news stories from the past week. We find them polyhistorically intriguing. We hope you do too. They're brought to you through our partnership with Retail Wit, your one-stop shop for retail industry intelligence and news. Retailwit.com. It's retail right now. Jackie, kick us off, would you? Disney Advertising and Walmart Connect to bring closed-loop attribution to streaming advertisers. Well, hello there, Fresh Boy listeners. Disney Advertising and Walmart Connect have solidified an agreement to bring the retailer's industry-leading audience solutions and measurement to Disney's addressable streaming inventory. The collaboration will enable enhanced audience targeting and outcome-based measurements for brand campaigns across Disney's streaming portfolio, including Hulu and Disney+. Connecting Walmart's customer insights with Disney's proprietary audience graph will help advertisers reach their desired audiences and measure the impact of their campaigns through closed-loop attribution. Thanks, Jackie. Andrea, over to you. Hello, Fresh 4 listeners. NBC Universal and Instacart link up to bring retail media opportunities to TV. NBC Universal and Instacart are expanding their existing partnership to include a new retail media workstream that will enable Instacart's CPG advertisers to connect with consumers via NBC Universal's streaming and linear television content. In late 2023, the companies teamed up to include access to NBC Universal's streaming platform Peacock as part of the Instacart Plus membership package. Now, with this new first-party data collaboration, advertisers will be able to reach consumers through NBC Universal's content and measure the impact of their campaigns by leveraging ad exposure and purchase data from Instacart. Thank you, Andrea. Melissa, what do you have for us? Amazon has announced a new country that they're opening up. Amazon has announced that it will launch a new dedicated website for Ireland in 2025. Currently, most Irish customers use Amazon sites based in the UK or other European countries. The company said the Irish site will mean that users will be able to avoid additional customs charges and currency conversion fees, and it will also lead to faster delivery and returns for many items. All right, over to you, Peter. Welcome to another episode of the CPG Guys podcast. Our hosts, Sri Rajkapalan, Peter V.S. Bond, and Brian Gildenberg, explore how brands and retailers engage consumers in an increasingly digitally driven world. And now, here are the CPG Guys. Hello, and welcome to the CPG Guys podcast, where we explore the omni-channel digital journey of brands and retailers. I'm your co-host, PVSB. Today, I'm joined by my dear friend and co-founder of the CPG Guys. I affectionately refer to him as the Wizard of Woodland Hills. He's been busy building an ark in his backyard to help his family escape all of the California flooding. Please join me in welcoming the man known by a singular iconic name. Of course, I'm talking about Shri. Shri, how you doing, brother? What's going on? You a little waterlogged? I'm awesome, and I'm waiting for the day before Valentine's Day. Not Valentine's Day. Do you know why? Why? Pitchers and catchers. What did they do that day? Oh, yeah, we're getting close to baseball season. Two weeks away. 
Yeah, we we still you and I still need to talk about maybe going down to Florida for the for the 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 World Baseball Classic. That's something that's that's coming up, right? We'll have to talk about that. I thought we were going to surprise the world and show up at the game. You gave it away. Oh man, I'm sorry. Now that was no, that was the field of dreams. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Oh, see, I screwed that up too now. But um, Sheree, thanks as always. Thanks as always for joining me on this journey. Uh, before we get to our guest, I want to remind our audience to visit cbgguys.com, where you can find links to our podcast on all the major platforms, even the minor ones. And if you're not already doing so, please, please, please follow us on LinkedIn. We publish new content each and every day of the week, even on weekends. We've got almost 20,000 people following us there. Please join this community. Uh, there's a lot of content, and you will be both educated and entertained. We're also very proud to be sponsors, formal sponsors, of Next Up, formerly Network of Executive Women, whose mission is to advance all women in business and to promote gender equality in the workplace. The digital liner notes of this episode will contain hyperlinks to our site, our LinkedIn page, and, of course, our formal landing page on Next Up site. Shree, why don't we uh, why don't we stop with all the uh, the additional information and the uh, the why don't we uh, let me rephrase that. Shree, why don't we move on and get to the main event, shall we? Let's get ready to rumble. Of course, I've got the TV face and the radio voice. Oh no, I got that wrong. I've got the radio face and the TV voice. Peter's got the radio voice and the TV face. Yeah, exactly. Um, Shree, I thought today we might tackle a topic we just don't often cover on this podcast. It's called, I don't know if you've heard of this, it's called Retail Media. Have you heard of Retail Media? No, but I believe our esteemed guest today is going to school us and we're going to bring something new to everybody. All right, so so maybe we talk about Retail Media just a little bit, right? But today we're going to approach approach this actually from a capabilities infrastructure perspective, Right. For a retail media platform to operate effectively, it requires a robust tech stack along with an inventory sufficient to satisfy the demand of consumers on-site, off-site, and in-store, right? Retail media networks are now the number one trend in advertising because almost every business, retail or otherwise, is content-driven. The communication your business has with customers that conveys your values and what's important to you as a product or service provider, creates affiliation with your consumer and keeps them coming back. Enabling this effective communication increasingly requires partnership with strategic capabilities partners. Here to speak with us about how Google is partnering with retail media networks to improve and expand their offerings to consumers and increase sales for both brands and retailers is the head of retail media for Google. Please join Shri and me in welcoming to the podcast Sean McGahey. Sean, how are you? Welcome. I'm doing great. Y'all, thank y'all for having me. Long time listener, first time caller. So I'm super excited to be here. Well, we couldn't be happier to have you here. You know, Sean and Shree and I ran into each other at CES. We had a lovely conversation and Shree and I both agreed that uh, having Sean on to talk about what that little business known as Google is doing in the retail media space would be actually quite enlightening because I think you know, sometimes we we hear it from the retailer's perspective, we hear it from the brand perspective. What we don't hear it from is how does that all, you know, how's the sausage made to some degree? And I think that's what Sean's going to help us with. And this is why I say he's got the radio voice and I've got the TV face. And that's because he said, this, you know, we ran into Sean at CS. I would have said, and this episode was born <laughs> in none other than Las Vegas. 
Viva Las Vegas. Yeah, exactly. Hey, Sean, before we get to the questions Sheree and I have prepared for you, why don't we start by uh, just give our audience an understanding of what your role at Google is? No, happy to. Um, so I really focus on partnering with the retail media networks to really ensure they're getting the full value out of their relationship with Google. Um, and so that they can serve their supplier and their non-endemic advertisers. Uh, specifically, I work to make sure Google's media is a part of the network's offering from like an offsite reach extension standpoint. And then I also uh, make sure I'm driving the connections internally. So any of the technology needs for the infrastructure that you talked about, um, that where Google fits in, that we're providing that service. That's great, Sean. Thank you. Uh, to our audience, check out the digital liner notes of this podcast episode. 90 plus percent of you are listening on your mobile device. So just flip over to the liner notes and you'll see links to Sean's LinkedIn profile, Google's LinkedIn page, and the, their external site related to retail media. Um, so why don't we get to the questions? I'm going to kick it off. Sean, why don't we start with uh, you know, right at the beginning, right? You know, would love to start with understanding your professional journey, right? And some of the key pivot points that led you to this current role at Google, because I think that's going to illustrate your domain expertise and why you're the right person to be doing this. I, ho I hope I'm the right person to be doing it. I try for sure. Uh, but yeah, I actually began my career in retail media. Um, I started at Triad almost 20 years ago uh, when Triad Retail Media was like a 30 person shop. I was the second person hired in the analytics department. And so I was I was kind of born in the retail media space. Um, after after my time at Triad, I did some agency and client side work all in the analytics and data strategy space uh, that eventually led me to Google, um, where I led the Home Depot business in the relationship between Home Depot and Google. Right around the time Home Depot was really starting to scale their retail media network. And so um, after that experience, I, I really identified an opportunity for Google to be more clear on how we're supporting this market and this um, opportunity. And so I transitioned to doing this role full time, working across the industry. Sean, that is just awesome. Thank you for joining us. It's a pleasure to host you and someone from Google actually leading this vertical for the CPG industry. I can't imagine retail media emerges a vertical overnight at Google. You know, Google has been in the shopping business for a while. Did it evolve or was it by design? Um, it's definitely an evolution. I think um, we've had some some products that have rolled out and um, across across time. And I think the whole retail media industry is evolving and we're evolving with that industry. Um, but And so we've definitely had um, some starts and stops in the retail media space. But I think we have now are much more clear on how we can add value and be in addition to what's going on in the industry. And so, you know, I'm looking forward. I'm super excited to lead that forward. Um, and I think you're going to continue to see us evolve just like much of the retail media industry is evolving. Um, one quick Follow-up question I have, Sean. I think our audience would love to know how long Google has been in the space of retail media. Is it just, it's not new, clearly. You know, if, if I go back in history, um, once smartphones started to become prevalent in the industry in 2007, 8, 9, I mean, Google has been here for, what, a decade now at this time? Yeah, and I, I think um, Google has been a silent partner to the retail media industry uh, for a while uh, in a lot of different ways. You think about um, Google Ads Manager and the on-site display functionality that that technology has. 
um, you know, the the media that's often used to extend the reach of the networks. We've we've been silently partnering in this space, you know, for a decade at least. Um, and I think um, as the industry has really matured across 2022, um, we definitely want to be sure there's clarity on how we're we're supporting that growth. Thanks, Sean. So I'd like to help our audience get an understanding of the inventory capabilities and the channels that Google brings to retail media. Um, you know, what is um, certainly what what's appealing to retailers that are looking to work with you? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm happy to share. Um, well, when you think about reach and scale, I think uh, that's one of our key value propositions in this space. You know, people shop on Google more than a billion times per day. And one of the key drivers of a brand deciding which retail media network they're going to work with is, is the reach that they're going to be able to achieve with those audiences with that partner. And so with that scale of Google, we really help extend that reach. Um, we're going to be able to leverage the audiences and the product feed that that retailer may have to ensure that that brand is scaling across the digital shelf simultaneously. So um, a retail media network that's partnering with Google will be able to offer that brand you know, presence on the retailer.com and then also presence on to the shoppers on google.com simultaneously. And so I think that is one of the the appeals uh, to a lot of the networks is how much scale uh, we're able to add to their retail media offering. Um, and the way we see that happening, a lot of networks are leaning into our performance max campaign type. It's easy to activate, uh, much easier than traditional search campaigns. And then it uses Google AI to optimize so that the retailer can ensure they're hitting the brand's goals um, when they're doing that reach extension with Google. And so I think that's one of the key ways that we're partnering with retailers and why it's appealing. Um, secondarily, I'd really focus on connected TV. As you all know, I've heard y'all say a time or two, uh, the connected TV and retail media opportunity is, is uh, very ripe um, right now. And the number one platform from a viewership standpoint on connected TV devices is YouTube. And so we really focus on extending the retail media network's presence on connected TV devices. With YouTube, we have a connected TV specific campaign type that they can use. And then also just in general, how do you make video shoppable so that you can hit your brand metrics and conversion metrics at the same time? We have campaign formats that um, include the product feed that the retailer may have, really allowing uh, video to be shoppable for the brand. You don't have to sell me on the value proposition of YouTube. When my daughter comes downstairs in the morning, she grabs my iPhone, fires up YouTube, and watches Bluey, the Australian <laughs> dog cartoon. Uh, and she is, she is, forget linear TV. It's all about connected TV now. So, Peter, this YouTube thing, I think I might need some schooling on what it is from both of you and how to use it and where I can find it as well. I mean, jokes, jokes apart, guys. <laughs> Jokes apart, there's not a day in my life where I learned something, where I don't learn something new from YouTube in my own educational journey, not just about this industry, whether I'm trying to cook something new. It's just YouTube is my ally in this journey. So it's good to hear how you think of it as the CTV and the opportunity CTV creates. But to do this, you're going to have to have amazing technology behind this and a tech stack that's just industrial and can stand the test of time. So can you give us a highlight, Sean, on the core offerings you're providing to help retailers actually 
take advantage of this and enable powerful network capabilities? Happy to. Um, Google has a lot of technology. I think um, one difference in how we're looking to add value in this space is it's interoperable. And so it's not one size fits all. You don't have to use one piece of our tech stack to use another piece of our tech stack. We really allow the retailer to build the infrastructure they need and and add to that infrastructure where it's additive uh, to where they're trying to go. Um, so some of the tech I would call out um, for the retail media space uh Starting with the, the retailer maybe needed support from an on-site monetization standpoint, uh, Google Ads Manager. Uh, Google Ads Manager provides on-site display capabilities. And so that's that's the tech that really supports on-site monetization needs for these retailers. Um, I would say for those that are looking to manage off-site campaign activation, uh, we have both DV360 and SA360. You know, DV360 is our DSP uh, that provides scaled inventory across programmatic, CTV, and you can buy YouTube directly in DV360. And then SA360 help, net, help networks really execute their offsite campaigns with various engines, Google search engines, and other engines. And we even see some retail media networks use Google Ads um, to launch their offsite uh, campaign activations. Um, we see audiences that can be activated in Google Analytics 4. Um, we, if you need to bring all of that reporting together to have closed loop reporting, Campaign Manager 360 um, provides um, that service. And then we also have Google Cloud. So uh, some retailers need scaled reporting, scaled insight, scaled measurement. Um, they need a scaled place to store those audiences and mine that data for new opportunities for brands. And Google Cloud is a, is a cloud option uh, for them to for them to choose. And so it's a lot. It's a lot of technology that we bring to bear, but we really focus on what does the retailer need? How are they going to service that brand and how can we connect our technology to best meet that goal? So, Shri, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm, I'm sensing that the number 360 is a core theme <laughs> in the naming convention for all of Google's solutions. I don't know why, um, but we'll have to explore that in a, in a little bit later today. But I want to remind her. I want to remind our audience that we're speaking with Sean McGahey, head of retail media at Google. So, Sean, can you explain to us how retailers are partnering with Google to enhance their retail media offerings? Does it really start with tech? Does it start with inventory? What's kind of like the genesis and how do they build out the value proposition that you are affording them? Yeah, it really depends. Um, a lot of retailers are using Google's inventory or their ad tech for their enterprise business. And so when they're starting to explore retail media networks and what they're trying to do in that space, they already have expertise in our platforms. And so if they're looking to scale quickly, um, you know, they, they lean on that knowledge to, to go live. Um, and so we really help them translate that knowledge into the retail media space. But it, it depends on where the networks are. You know, there some, let's say they're just getting started and they need that tech infrastructure. Um, then we'll lean into the tech offering or others, you know, may have been up and running for a while or have their tech partners that they're comfortable with and they just need that reach extension and that scale. Then we'll talk to them about um, the best ways to activate, you know, offsite search campaigns, connected TV campaigns uh, for their needs. And so there, there really isn't a one size fits all. We're, we're very much focused on what does this network need and providing solutions that's going to help them hit their goals. So I'm listening to you say, Sean, that you're very much focused based on the partnership you have with an RMN. But what Peter and I have experienced in the last 12 months is 
every retailer these days has an RMN. Not each one is born equal. Some have been mature around for a decade. Some have been around for five years. Some have muscled up in the last two. But then everybody who has a shopper marketing capability, and all leaders do in store, they've all, all retailers do, they've had that for God knows how many decades. Now it's being remarketed as an RMN. What's clear is RMNs are not bound the same. There's mature ones, and then there's new ones which really aren't media. But do you care about the maturity of the RMN, the size of the RMN, in the way you partner or the appeal that your offerings have? I mean, we're just trying to get, get our audience to understand who you partner with. Yeah, so my, my goal is to work across the industry, across all the networks that um, are available in the U.S. And so we do, it, it doesn't matter to us, like the level of sophistication, if they're um, just starting out, you know, we'll consult with them to, to help them build um, what they, what they're looking to, where they're looking to go um, versus if they're more established and they have like a really strong, let's say on-site offering um, and they just need that reach extension uh, to add value there, then, then we meet them where they are. But we definitely um, aren't, you know, focused on one end of the retail media industry. And as you know, it's, it's such a new emerging industry. Like it's, it's exploded so much across 2022 um, that we want to be additive to what's, what's happening there. And so we, as I said, meet them where they are. Thanks for that, Sean. So now we're going to ask you to name names. All right. Would love if you could come because it's great talking about what you can what you can do, what we want to know what is what you have done in partnership with these RMNs. So can you cover a couple of case studies where best-in-class partnerships have developed and what are some of the details behind those efforts? Sure, I'm happy to. Um, I'll start with Albertsons. I know they are a friend of this podcast. I think y'all have had Christy, Evan, and Claire um, on on an episode of the CPG guys. Um, well, uh, we also work really closely with Albertsons in their um, retail media efforts. Um, Albertsons has opted into uh, Google Ads Manager. They're using uh, DV360, our display platform, and they're using uh, Google Cloud. Um, for to empower what they're doing from a retail media standpoint, and um, what they're what the what they're doing from an onsite standpoint, um, and using Google Ads Manager, they've been able to see a twenty percent increase in their ad relevance and double digit increase in ad performance for the onsite advertisements that they're offering up to their brands with the power of Google Ads Manager, and uh, with DV three sixty. As you may know, uh, Albertsons is very much focused on local markets. And so they have a lot of personalization and localization needs for how they go to market for the brands. And they're leveraging DB360 and a dynamic creative vendor to deploy tens of thousands of dynamic localized creative. And they're doing that with ease um, through our partnership. And so that's that's one that I would call out um, from a media standpoint. Um, Roundell comes to mind and Roundell offers offsite search campaigns. And with their retail media offering, and they're seeing a 20% year-over-year increase in conversion rates when they're including um, Google Ads in their in their offering. And then uh, the last one I would I would mention is Nordstrom Media Network. Um, they added product feeds to their video to their YouTube campaigns that they're launching for their brands, and they were able to see double-digit omnichannel ROAS uh, for their brand partners through the integration of their product feed on YouTube video. Not for today, Sean, but in a different episode, we'll probably want you to come back and talk to us about metrics that matter 
Is ROAS the only one? Because the new word seems to be iROAS, which has evolved even further now to what uh, brand objectives are should be the real metrics. For example, upper funnel, if a brand is really driving innovation, it's about reach and audience like it used to be. I want to say five years ago, once upon a time in media, going back a whole 180 on media right there. But uh, where my head in the game is, I'd love for you to take a few minutes over here and talk to us about our favorite question and the last question we have on every episode, which is a little bit future forward looking. And um, you've been in this industry since, you know, you, 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 you talked to Triad. Peter and I have deep respect for Triad and what they ended up doing for Walmart and the platform they have today. We know a lot of people from Triad as well. So what are those growth opportunities in retail media for 2023? And then what is your and your role specifically in Google's in RMNs actually playing out their full potential? Thank you for the question. Happy to share. Um, I think our CEO said a few years ago that our ultimate moonshot is still search. And I think uh, Google search as a reach extension to on-site sponsored product ads, it's, it is underutilized in the retail media industry. It's a big opportunity. As I shared a bill, people are searching on Google search. People are shopping on Google search a billion times a day. And there's only about 11 retail media networks in market right now that have Google search included in their offering. And so that's a missed opportunity for the brands that they work with because they could be really scaling across the digital shelf. They could have their product on retailer sites and across Google placements at the same time, right? And so um, even though... You know, we, I hear a lot of stuff in the industry about um, what's happening and what the priorities are. Oftentimes, the conversation is on-site sponsored product ads and programmatic media. And I think the third leg of the stool should really be Google search and the reach that you can and the sales and the incremental sales that it can drive. Um, but it's often not in the conversation. And so I, I definitely think when you talk about opportunities for 2023, Extending uh, the buy to Google search, I think, is a big opportunity. Um, secondly, um, as I mentioned before, connected TV is a huge opportunity in this industry. It's unlocking the holy grail of awareness and conversion simultaneously. And the number one platform and viewership is YouTube. And it's, and it's also a big opportunity. It's also underutilized as a reach extension uh, for these networks today. And so I, I definitely think um, when it comes to 2023 and opportunities uh, for this market to grow, it's uh, searching YouTube. Now, a recommendation that has nothing to do with Google. Um, I, I think uh, the in-store opportunity for retail media is also really rich. I'm super excited for like the digital displays that I've been seeing to really attract uh audience and shoppers attention when they're at the shelf. Like I, I geek out over everything that's happening in that space. Um, and so I, I keep my eye, I kind of love to uh, be involved in what's happening in that space, even though there's not a, a direct Google tie uh, today. But those are really the three things that I think about. I think about uh, the opportunity to scale on search, the opportunity to really reach CTV audiences with YouTube. And I'm super excited about what's happening in the in-store space. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more, Sean, particularly on that last point. When you're a grocery retailer and 90% of your volume is still in physical retail, the, the ability to bring retail media uh, to the uh, to the physical store, the digital world, as our friend Christina Marinucci from Mondelez would describe it, I think that's where there's huge opportunity for these brands to grow their business. 
I want to remind our audience to visit cpgguys.com. You'll find our podcast on 40-plus platforms. While you're on the site, use the menu bar, leave us a rating and review, and uh, maybe even sign up for our forthcoming industry newsletter, which we've got Brian Gildenberg locked in the basement, spearheading the effort to develop, and he doesn't get out until he is ready to release it. Uh, And he's also going to be launching a new podcast platform called CPG Guys Fast Forward, which will be focused more on the marketing tech stack aspect of this industry that we're in. Hey, Sean, really want to thank you for taking time to join us. Tell us about how Google is enabling the massive growth that's occurring in retail media networks. I know we're going to have to have you back soon because things are changing at a lightning speed that I'm sure we've. by the time you come back, it's going to be a whole new suite of conversations for us. But thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Y'all mentioned uh, talking about measurement. I would love to have my partner, uh, Johnny Silberman. He we partnered together on the measurement front of the retail media opportunity. Um, I think bringing him back to this would be great because um, we're we're talking through, you know, how to add more standardization. What's Google's POV on the measurement front? And I think um, it'd be really, really great to have him on. And Peter, that sounds like a LinkedIn live to me. Perfect format, perfect audience. So can't wait. I know, and I think it may well with some graphics. Uh, but thank you, Sean. So, Shri, we um, we had a really interesting conversation here uh, around how Google is enabling enabling retail media networks. Would love your what really caught your attention. What Sean said today. I think Peter, let's take it to the top, right? I mean, our podcast is obviously the leading, or maybe one of the leading, if not the leading, podcast in the retail media space. So, when someone walks in here and says. You know, 20 years ago, I started a triad. They've already got the RESPCT from you and me. And then we also love people who come on the show and speak to their multitude of experience, not on just one talk track. Home Depot, completely different ecosystem in the home improvement space. And um, when you uh, came over to Google and uh, I asked you a question, how did this kind of evolve at Google? It wasn't born overnight. You talked about a six-month Rotation, I believe, to figure this out. And obviously, the fact that you're on the CPG guys, you're talking about Google's RMN network, you've done something right, and Google's done something right in this space. Then we jumped over stats. Did I hear you say one billion times a day or more for people shopping in Google? I mean, that's a number that's, I don't even know how many zeros are in that number. So the reach, obviously, of what you guys are doing is significant across the board. And then campaign types, you kind of started decomposing what you offer up, campaign types. The role of AI coming into Google RMN, which is a big deal, the partnerships you have with networks across the board. And I believe YouTube is the number one platform for connected TV, which, again, in our own personal uses and the world's personal uses, makes it real from a retail media network, upper funnel, lower funnel, middle funnel, full funnel. You call it what you, whatever you want. You call it video action campaign offering. So that was pretty cool. And then... We verified that you can't do any of these without a Google Ads manager in the tech stack, the DV360, the Search Ad360, the Google Analytics 4, the CM360, and finally, behind everything, anchored on the Google Cloud. The I should say the powerful Google Cloud. Then we jumped into a lot of retail. Is everybody born the same? Do you only work with ones that are very mature? And we got the clear answer. You are today actually informing in some ways the entire retail industry that no matter what size and maturity you are, you should ping Google, talk to them and figure out what the role is because you work with everybody as long as they are a true RMN in the first place. And then 
I loved you mentioning Nordstrom Roundel as well as our dear friend of the show, Christy, Evan, and Claire. Indeed, they've been on the show, and we love Albertsons Media Collective. Of course, we've had Walmart Connect. We've had a whole bunch of others here from KPM, Amazon Ads, Instacart. Everyone is welcome here on the CPG guys. It was great to get those actual case studies and who's partnering closely with you. And we closed it out, of course, with our favorite question. Predict 2023 and... You can, I, I could clearly hear you say, you know what? Moonshot is still search. And search is your backbone, followed by connected TV. So that's where Peter and my heads will be in the game. And we would love to have you back, as we mentioned, with your partner from Google on the measurement as well. What do you think, Peter? Power packed? Uh, I think that's great. And so we don't leave anybody hanging, Sri. There are nine zeros in a billion. <laughs> I know that there were people. From the beginning, when you said you could, that they've been one, yeah, I just want nine zeros in a billion. But I was going down to Google, not Google, Google. Google. Oh, there are two. Well, I don't know. But anyhow, Sri, thanks for that summary. That was just spot on. I think you're, uh, you're, you're right on with those summary comments that this was a power packed episode, as you would always describe it. Thanks, as always, Sri, for joining me on this journey. Uh, and to our audience, I want to thank you for listening in to the CPG guys. We brought another really interesting conversation to bear, and we look forward to you joining us on the next episode of the CPG guys podcast. Goodbye. The content in this podcast episode is provided for general informational purposes only. By listening to our episode, you understand that no information contained in this episode should be construed as advice from CPG Guys LLC or the individual author, hosts, or guests, nor is it intended to be a substitute for research on any subject matter. Reference to any specific product or entity does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation by CPG Guys LLC. The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. The views expressed by CPG Guys LLC do not represent the views of their employers or the entity they represent. CPG Guys LLC expressly disclaims any and all liability or responsibility for any direct, indirect, incidental, special, consequential, or other damages arising out of any individual's use of, reference to, or inability to use this podcast or the information we present in this podcast.